You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello to everybody tuning in. We're a Boston Celtics fan site that covers everything Celtics. From the latest trade rumor, to that other trade rumor, to the Nets pick, and how exactly Danny Ainge got his free Chipotle for life card. No one knows, honestly. The pod covers all the same topics our site does, but a little more freely and from a weekly point of view. Best part of it all is that we're talking about all of this from a fan's perspective. We'll cover, oh, actually, no, that this week is a little bit different, or today is a little bit different. Normally. Um, you know, we do game recaps, et cetera, et cetera. But we'll take care of that on Sunday when our, you know, regular weekly pod drops. Today, we have a special pod. Uh, we figured, we being me, Lewis, and Mark, uh, we figured that we'd do a special pod about um, Rookie of the Year, All-Defensive Team, and MVP, and uh, Most Improved Player Awards, um, and nominations. Um And we're doing this because lately, and I say this as a result of, well, it seems to be as a result of Joel Embiid um, and his season-ending injury, um, there's a lot of discussion as to who should be the Rookie of the Year now. Um, Some people seem to think that because um, Embiid is out for the year, you know, and he only played less than 30 games if I'm not mistaken, um, that he shouldn't qualify for the award. Um, so we do have a rookie on the team, Jalen Brown. Um, he's been playing pretty well as of late, so we're wondering if, you know, he can sneak in there, you know, get a few votes, who knows. Then we have Avery Bradley, who made all NBA first team last season, which is a pretty big big deal, although he's, you know, he's been known as a, as a as a probably one of the best, if not the best, on ball defender in the league, um, but you know he's been out. Well, he was out uh, with an injury for quite a few games. So, does does he win a first team again, or does he get nominated to first team again? Who knows? Uh, Isaiah Thomas MVP talk. You know that's nothing new. That's been going on for a few weeks now, and. 
Isaiah Thomas potentially for most improved player of the year, although we haven't seen too much chatter about that just yet. Um, Isaiah Thomas is, I would go as far to say that he's a significantly better player this year than he was at any point last year. Um, so anyway, super long introduction, but we're just going to talk about those four awards, nominations, what have you, um, to see what's going on with that and whether or not we think any of these players should win these awards or win Avery Bradley's case be nominated to first or second team all defense. Um, so first up, we'll talk about rookie of the year. Um, right now, I, Jalen Brown is definitely not in the lead for the award. Um, but I think that he, you know, he has a lot of ground to make up, but I think he can, he can sneak in there and get a few votes. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, so, I mean, um, it, it might be a case of a little too late for Jalen, just with the fact that, I mean, beginning of the year, he wasn't really playing. And then um, he, you know, he he came on, I mean, he came on strong with um, with Avery being out for a while. I mean, he was playing, you know, 20-something, 30 minutes a game some nights with uh, with him out, and, and he played really well. Um, but, like, even if you look at his season average, he's only averaging for the entire season, I mean, take – the whole thing into account like 16 minutes a game so I mean his scoring is like six and a half points whereas uh you know some of these other guys like uh Dario Saric of um uh Philly is averaging uh, 11.6 but he's also playing like 26 minutes a game too you know um I I think it's going to be too hard for him to catch some of these guys I mean uh even if you take Embiid out of it I don't think they'll give Embiid the award even though I think most people would agree that he's been the best player of all the rookies. I say that, but we'll get into that in a second. But, um, um, I mean, he's only going to have to play 31 games in the season. I don't think you can give the award to that guy. No. What do you think about, it's, it seems like usually the rookie of the year award goes to a, a rookie on a losing team. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not into it. No, I mean, well, the problem is, too, I mean, those are the guys, because obviously they're, they get the opportunity to play. And, I mean, yeah, obviously most minutes. You, you can accumulate the minutes. I mean, the, the guys with the best stats win the award, you know. I mean, I guess if it was a close and it was a tiebreaker and let's say you had, you know, similar numbers between a guy like Jalen and, um, you know, say say we're talking about Sarek, um, they, you know, then you could give the edge to the guy that's on the playoff team. But I, I don't think, you know they take that into a perspective unless, unless I guess the efficiency numbers were off the charts too, you know? Um, but I mean, you know, if a guy's guy's scoring, you know, 12 points a game or whatever, and then another guy's, you know, averaging six, but he's only playing, you know, like, I don't know. It's you, I guess you kind of have to give it to the guy that's gotten more of an opportunity to play. Yeah, it, it is pretty frustrating. Um, because you, you can see it in Jalen Brown and obviously with, um, with well, during the course of the season, he and with this I- increased uh, minutes load, um, he's been getting more and more comfortable. Um, and he seems to be a player that, like most players, I would say, um, that thrives when he's getting consistent minutes, as opposed to 
logging DNPs for three or four straight games and then being asked to come in and contribute. Right, right. You, you know, and put up 10, 15 points, four or five rebounds, whatever, whatever. Um, but he's getting a lot, he's, he's getting a lot more comfortable and, you know, he doesn't seem to be afraid at all of the NBA game and some of the players that he, you know, some of these all-stars that he's uh, matching up with on a nightly basis. Um, and I think that, you know, this is kind of looking back and projecting a little bit, but I think Danny Ainge, it's, it was, it was the right pick. I mean, it's, it seems like he totally nailed it. I mean, um, and you look at like, uh, Brandon Ingram and I, who's gotten a chance to play this year. I mean, he's been starting and playing 26, 27 minutes a game for, for the Lakers. And, um, I mean, he's been totally outplayed by, uh, by Brown with the three spot, you know, and, you know, maybe some of that's Brown's on a better team. So he gets better looks or better, you know, he's got better teammates, but at the same time, I mean, they all talked about this being a two-man draft last year, and I think uh, you know Jalen Brown has definitely proven that this was not a two-man draft. Yeah. Do you think the Lakers are regretting their pick? No, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, it's 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 too soon. You're not going to throw away, like you're not going to say who's going to have the better career. Yeah. Just off their rookie year, but at the same time, um, you know, right? I mean, Jalen's made a case that I mean, obviously, Ben Simmons aside, nobody's seen him play yet, so we don't we don't know what to expect. Obviously, everyone has high hopes for him. But, um, like, Jalen has made the case this year. Like, Danny might have gotten the next second-best player in this draft, you know, with the third pick, you know? So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, obviously, we'll we'll look back on that 10 years from now and be able to figure that. But, um, I mean, that's, that's at least encouraging. I mean, this kid can play for sure. And like you said, he's not scared of anybody. Played He's played LeBron well in a couple of matchups against him. Um and with with Avery out and he got an opportunity to play, he's definitely played himself into the rotation because now with Avery back, yeah, he might not be playing 30 minutes a game, but he's still going to be playing 20-something. Yeah. If Jalen Brown doesn't play or log any more than 25 minutes a game, is there any way he wins Rookie of the Year? I don't know. If it's, I, I, don't think he could, I don't think he could catch uh some of the other guys ahead of him at this point like uh like Sarek um um Brogdon over there on Milwaukee I mean those guys yeah I mean there's still a chance they could give it to Embiid based on his 31 games I doubt it but yeah. you know it's that's kind of unprecedented but it it, it would set a weird precedent I yeah, think Yeah I mean and then, and, then, and then you know to get into Embiid too is another thing like I mean I Yes, it's the first time he played this year, but he got drafted three years ago. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard for me to claim that guy's a rookie. I understand he hasn't played, but you know, if you're injured and not playing, I mean, I don't understand how he can be considered a rookie. And like a guy, I don't know. It it just doesn't seem right to me. He's had access to the team and. The, you know, he's practiced with this team for three years. I mean, that just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, like you said, it, I, I don't want to get into this too much because this will take yeah, a yeah, few yeah. hours to, but, to, to talk about. But it's, well, it, it is. Yeah, it's, it's a little – I'm not on board with it. Um, it's, like you said, he's had access to 
NBA ready facilities. He's had access to NBA trainers mm. um, and gyms, and I assume he's traveled with the team a good portion of it. I mean, I don't know off you know myself how much yeah. he's been with the team during the last three years, but I assume he's had plenty of time to adjust. You know, no, absolutely. As opposed to again, somebody you know, a guy coming right out of school. You know, yeah, he, you know, coming mm-hmm. to Boston. After his freshman year, no, right. no prior right. NBA experience. He's never been in an NBA locker room. He's never worked. Well, you know, again, we don't right. know, but presume. Let's just assume yeah. he's never worked with an NBA trainer, been in an NBA ready right. or style gym. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't know how you compare the two players, but again, it's it's a it's a difficult conversation. A lot of people will will listen to this and say, "Well, no, he's a rookie. He's never yeah. actually played any NBA minutes," but. I don't know. Uh, and, and then the other, the other, I guess you could compare that to like, just like his teammate, Dario Sarek from who also got drafted in that same draft. He has been overseas. So him coming here, you know, technically he was drafted a few years ago, but I would think the difference is he hasn't been around the team all that time. He's been on another team playing in Europe, you know? So I, I, I think it's a little different. Yeah. But. All right. So it seems like, uh, I I think it. I don't think Jalen Brown has a chance to yeah. win the Rookie of the Year, but I think he has the opportunity to. At the end of the season, people look at it and say he might have been the best player out of this draft that played this year. Anyway, yeah. Take Even if he's just a runner-up, or yeah, it would be cool. It would be cool to see, yeah, exactly to see him get land in the top three, and that that's totally plausible. With him. I mean, if Embiid is taken out of consideration for the lack of games, you have Saric and. Um, Brogdon, who's who's also putting together a pretty pretty good season. Um, yeah. I mean, Jalen just very well could be like the third guy. So, yeah. all right, let's just move on real quick. Um, Avery Bradley, uh, we know he's he was out for quite a few games, um, but like I said at the beginning of the pod uh, cast, he's obviously an extremely talented defender. Um, I mean, we saw what he did against Kyrie Irving um, in that matchup against the Cavs. Like, that's, that's like, some of the most beautiful defense I've ever seen in my life. Um, and Kyrie Irving is, you know, he, he's not a scrub. He's, no, he's maybe the, one of the best ball handlers in the league. Yeah. You know, and a guy that can definitely find his own shot when he needs yeah, to. He can make you look real funny. Yes. On, on, a, on any given night. Where Avery Bradley really held his own. Um, but, again, he was out for all these games. Um Last year, Avery Bradley was, and we all, uh, all defensive first, team, first, first, team, first right. team. Yeah, along with uh, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, Draymond Green, and Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, Avery Bradley is still Avery Bradley. He's still a great defensive player. Mm-hmm. I know that he was out for a few games, um, or quite a few games. But I don't, I don't know how he doesn't, at the very least, get second team considerations. If he continues to play defense or uh, put or put on these defensive shows like he did, yeah, I, I think the key is going to be how he closes out the stretch. I mean, if like let's say tonight, I mean, many of you might be listening to this tomorrow, but he's playing Golden State tonight. We're recording this before the game. You know, if he goes out and locks down Seth Curry or Clay Thompson, you know, or has some big moments of games on national TV, you get a little notoriety out of that. Um, 
I, I think the one factor that might hurt him this year is, I mean, last year the Celtics defense was, what, top six in the league? Yeah. And this year we're, what, somewhere in the 20s? Yeah. So, I mean, maybe maybe a good portion of that is that Bradley has been out for so long. I mean, he's missed over a quarter of the season. He missed 23 games so far. But um, I think that um, – it, I think that they weren't playing great defensively even before he got, you know, hurt. So Yeah, I, I think that the reason for the defensive drop-off, and not to get into this too much, maybe we can get into this on Sunday, actually, mm-hmm. um, is I think it's it's kind of, and I hate to say this because it's going to sound it's going to sound a little funny, but I think it's it's on Isaiah Thomas, and not in the not in the sense that, you know, he's not the best defender in the world, but because of his increased workload and the and this dependence on him to score, mm-hmm. there's been more emphasis on scoring than there has been on defense. Yeah, I think it just has to do with a lot. The offense in general has yeah. become, you know, more potent on offense. They're running a fast pace, and, you know, there's maybe more opportunities for the defense to score because they're doing that, you know? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. But um, there's certainly... You know, they haven't been what we saw last year where they were gritty and tough. I mean, we've seen it at times, but um, hopefully with, uh, I mean, Horford's back for the game tonight, and hopefully we can get a string of games together here with the whole team healthy and uh, and see if they can ratchet it up, you know, before we head into the playoffs. But yeah. I think of all the postseason awards, the most likely is that Avery Bradley still gets first team all defense. I think he's a lock to get the second team. And then uh, – you know, Chris Paul is a perennial guy, so he'll likely be the other guard. It seems like they try to do a point guard and a shooting guard every year. I don't know if that's completely, you know, the case. But, I mean, obviously there's two guards going to be on the team. So um, I think there's a good chance that he gets that other spot. I mean, Tony Allen's always in the conversation. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he's a terrific defender too. Um, but I, I think of all the postseason awards, that Avery Bradley and first team all defense is probably – you know, more likely than the rest of them. But that that's like definite, definitely contingent on him producing. Right, down the stretch. I mean, yeah. obviously, because we didn't really see, not that we didn't see his defense, but, you know, it wasn't really being talked about at the beginning of the year. The Celtics weren't playing great defensively. But after what we saw last week, like you talked about with Kyrie, you know, if he has a few more games like that on the national stage, that's the kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know what the exact criteria is that they use for the all-defensive teams. I'm sure... A lot of it is, you know, um, watching a guy just lock people down like that, you know. Yeah. But I don't know how much of it plays into how well that team's defense is, too, you know. Yeah, yeah. De- I definitely think the the overall makeup and just like the general face of the Celtics is very different this year compared to last sure. year. Last, sure. last year they they were definitely a, a defense first uh, team. Mm-hmm. This year, again, like I sort of hinted at before. Um, there's been a lot more emphasis on the offense. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, the defense has taken quite a few steps back, but I wouldn't say that it's bad. No, I mean, and, it, it, it can be. Right. It, we've, um, we've seen it be very yeah, bad at times. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah like the, the Hawks. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, rebounding has... But, but right, I mean, we've but, seen them turn it up, you know, and there's a lot of good defenders on the team. So I think that has a lot more to do with the way that they play rather than the ability of the guys to no, defend, yeah. you know? Because Absolutely. you would figure that Al Horford is an upgrade by far defensively over Jared Solinger. And, oh, yeah. I mean, he helps on both sides of the floor, but I would say particularly defensively. 
yeah. um, versus Sollinger. And then, I mean, we still have all these other great defenders in Crowder, Marcus Smart's a bulldog, and obviously Avery Bradley, like you said, if probably, if not definitely, the best on-ball defender in the league right now. I would throw Terry Rozier in there, too. Yeah, well, he's a yeah, good defender. I mean, I love he's, this. He's, 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 he's evolved. Yeah, definitely, definitely a plus. I mean, he's, he's you know, not not awful, for sure. He's no, definitely good. Sure. Above average, I'd say. All right, so you, you're saying Avery Bradley, first team, worst case scenario, second team. Yeah, I, I think I think he's a lock to make the second team, just because, yeah. I mean, what other defender? I mean, Tony Allen comes to mind, but, I mean, who else is going to be? I mean, sometimes Paul George gets some recognition there, but I don't think the Pacers are playing well enough for that. No, I, I think he's, he's out. Um, so, yeah, so that, that would be my, my guess. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think he gets second team like on reputation alone sure um yeah definitely again if he has showings like (laughs) Kyrie Irving he could definitely slip back in there yeah I think it'll be fine all right so uh last one or two depending on how you want to look at it MVP and most improved player most improved player like I said at the beginning is something that hasn't been discussed it's not like the sexiest award um but if if anything I think that's it's probably a, the award that holds the most weight, um, in, in my opinion, at least, because um, it means so much. I mean, MVP does too, obviously, but uh, I don't know. Most improved players, I think, a big deal. Um, but by this point, um, if you follow the NBA pretty closely or, or not, um, the main MVP candidates um, right now seem to be... Um, or up until about two weeks ago, seemed to be uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Now, all of a sudden, we got Kawhi Leonard creeping in there. Um, and I think it's mostly due to his uh, defensive efforts. Um, but people were talking about um, Isaiah Thomas as MVP for a minute there. Um, he cracked a few um, MVP watch lists. Um, came in at like third and fourth on some. Um, I think he's a long shot. I honestly don't know how you don't give it to Russell Westbrook. He's literally carrying that team. Um, But then again, nobody seems to know, and they were talking about this on ESPN earlier today, nobody seems to agree on what the MVP or or, or what the MVP award means. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of this is obviously very subjective. Um, but if I was giving the award out, I, I just don't see how you don't give it to Russell Westbrook. Um, it would be nice if Isaiah Thomas finished second or third. Um, but going against a guy that's about to average a triple-double for the entire season, that, that's a hard matchup. Yeah, I, I think the only person that you can make a case really against Russ is is maybe James Harden, you know, who's who's very close. I mean, he doesn't quite have the triple double stats, but I mean, he's still score, he's scoring twenty nine a game and has leads the league in assists, which is bananas. I'm playing yeah. like point forward over there. Um, he's been a little more efficient than Russ shooting. I mean, and you know, especially from three, where Russ is only shooting like thirty three, almost thirty four percent, and uh, Harden shooting thirty six percent, but um, and then, like you said, um, Leonard has been phenomenal. I mean, he the way he impacts the game on both sides of the floor is pretty remarkable. Yeah, it, it's 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 quite something. I mean, I, I don't think there are enough 
uh, Spurs games on TV for people to like really yeah. I because mean, seeing highlights mm-hmm. is one thing, but like watching him affect the flow of a yeah, game. I mean, he's it's, it's he's, pretty crazy, right? And like when we say like best on ball defender being Avery Bradley, that's definitely in terms of guards and, and smaller players. Because if we're talking about bigger players, Kawhi's the guy. I mean, he is he is like a glove on people. It's uh, he's pretty incredible to watch. Yeah. Um. um yeah, Isaiah Thomas is definitely uh, up to scoring since last year. He's at twenty nine and a half. Yeah, he's up like uh, what was he? He shot. He's scoring. I think he was scoring like twenty two a game last year. So yeah, I, that's a pretty big. I mean, he's probably one of, if not the front runner for most improved player to yeah. go from. You know, to go from an. I mean, he was an all star last year, but to go from that to you know an MVP candidate. I mean, legitimately, he's top five at worst. You know, in the in the MVP, you could put LeBron ahead of him because LeBron is essentially the almost really the MVP every year. But um, he's been and he's been pretty good this year and really efficient. But um, at worst, I mean, you'd have to say Isaiah is like fifth, you know, which is yeah. right. Which is, I mean, that's pretty impressive for a guy that you know snuck onto the All Star team last year. You know, yeah, I, I definitely think he deserves very very strong consideration for for most improved player i mean we we, he went from last year people sort kind of sort of being on board with him being an all-star like hey isaiah thomas is pretty good we don't know if he's an all-star right right borderline made the team maybe you know yeah kind of sort of yep but this year he's like i mean yeah he was a slam dunk i mean it was he got he got burned not starting that game and yeah. then, you know, and whatever. And the thing, like, think about this. People say, you know, Isaiah, maybe he doesn't put up all the other numbers that other people put up in terms of assists. Although six six 6.2 a game is nothing to, like, slouch at. I mean, that's solid. He's probably, like, 15th or 16th in the league in assists, which is yeah. solid. Um, and obviously he doesn't get the rebounds. He's a little guy. But, like, think about this. Russ Wilson um, – uh, Russell Westbrook, I'm sorry. Wrong sport. Um <laughs> Is um, he's he's shooting forty two percent, thirty three percent from three, right? That's that's overall, right? Those are not great efficient numbers in either category. Is and then you have Isaiah, he's shooting forty six percent from the field and thirty eight percent from three. I mean, so like, yes, Russell Wilson might be scoring a few more points than him, and obviously racking up all those assists and rebounds are huge. But he but he's not as an efficient scorer as Isaiah, and that's that's pretty remar- remarkable. Yeah, you bring up you bring up Westbrook, um, and it kind of worries me that Westbrook has also made this pretty massive year to year improvement. Um, it kind of worries me that uh, voters will be inclined to give him both MVP and Most Improved Player. Yeah, but he was an MVP mm-hmm. candidate like the last few years too, though. I mean, I- even though he was more like you know maybe the fifth or sixth guy, he was usually in the conversation. Yeah, he's always been a solid player. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know that that's as much of a jump. I mean, he's been given more opportunity with Durant not there, obviously. And, uh, you know, so obviously his numbers went through the roof. And, I mean, I it's I think it's it's going to him or Harden just based on the numbers right now, unless something catastrophic happens. But, um, I mean, I if, if Russ gets the triple-double, averages the triple-double, I think it's going to be hard for them not to give it to him. 
But, I mean, you can make a case for Harden, though. He's on a better team and carrying them a little further, and he's just as much the guy on his team as Russ is on his, you know? It's This is going to be a a tough down-to-the-wire race, I think. Yeah, yeah. You you have so many players – well, you have two players doing some pretty unprecedented stuff for their teams. Um, the only difference being that Westbrook's Thunder uh, squad is is just not nearly as good as James Harden's Rocket right, right. squad. Um, but yeah, and then you have Kawhi there doing what he just does yeah, every day, um, and then, and flying then Le- under the radar. Right, and then LeBron is just LeBron. I mean, he's always in the conversation because you know he he might not score as many points and he might not have as many assists and many rebounds, but he does it more efficiently than the other guys, which means he, you know, and, and he's a guy that kind of puts it on cruise control. I mean, he's not so much concerned with MVPs and all that stuff. No. He, he wants to get healthy in the postseason, and, and that's where he wants to do his damage, you know? Yeah. LeBron seems to win these MVPs, like, by default now. Mm-hmm. Everybody expects him to be the best player in the league, but I think he, he has to move over for the next few seasons because it seems like, there's there are a few players that are just like ready to take over. Yeah. Um, Westbrook, Carden, Kawhi, Thomas. Um, but yeah, MVP MVP for Isaiah Thomas seems like a long shot. But I think we we both agree that most improved player seems like a a pretty solid. Solid. I mean, I can't think of anybody else that comes to mind that. No, I can't either. As I'm trying to think of guys that like made the All Star team for the first time and stuff, but I'm you know I'm not nothing. No one is like bowling me over like thinking, you know. Um. So I, I think he's got a good shot at that, anyways. Yeah. Um. Anything else? Any other? Oh, man, I, I think that's I think, it. Yeah, I think that's. <clears throat> it um yeah it'll be interesting oh that's that's who i was thinking i was like there's some guy on the jazz uh george hill is uh, um somebody that i could also see um sort of sneaking in there um i mean his points per jumped from 12.1 points to 17.6 points per game um and Utah is playing pretty well actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so most improved players generally seems to go to a player that's points per average has jumped considerably from one year to another. Um, so I think that's one person to monitor. Um, I only say this again because the Jazz are playing pretty well. Um, he might have something to do with that. Um, but yeah, I my vote goes to. Oh, another yeah. guy too we didn't mention, uh, Giannis. Um, Giannis. Um, to to come. Uh, to come. I didn't want to butcher it, but yes, <laughs> um, he's gone up. He, I mean, he he he's he, he made his first All Star game this year, and which is crazy. Uh, and he was in the MVP race for quite a while too. I mean, he's kind of fallen off as of late. He's out of the you know top five or so, but I mean, he he's been having a terrific season too. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's another guy that that might be in the running for that too. But. Yeah, Anto Tacumbo was the kind of kind of player. It looks like the kind of guy that is just 
it is literally going to be the face of the. Oh NBA. yeah, I mean, dude, he's he's only twenty two. I mean, this guy. I'm like, I'm, um, I feel like he's probably going to be better than Anthony Davis. Yep. Um, and you see how good Anthony. Well, Davis he, right, this kid's going to be dynamic though. He's 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 pretty good. He's like an all. He's a great player. ball handler too. For yeah. that, in six eleven. Yeah, he's like eight feet tall and. He he runs around like Rondo. It's it's, 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 it's oh it's it's nuts. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it. So Nay for uh, Jalen Brown rookie of the year seems like he's he's yeah, just it's probably not too, averaging it's probably too late, minutes. but he still might be the best player. Yeah, um, Avery Bradley at least a lock for second team. Yeah, I, I can't see him not uh, getting that, even uh, missing 20-something games, you know? Uh, nay for Isaiah Thomas uh, for MVP, but yes, yes, yes for most improved player. Um, yeah, yeah I, I like that. I mean, it's it's something. Mm-hmm. It's something. I mean, the, the Celtics have been playing pretty well this year, and I think somebody deserves some sort of award. Yeah, um, give them some awards. Yeah, uh, I, but I think Boston fans will be ready to give them awards once they get out of the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, we'll, we'll take a ribbon for that, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alright, guys, so uh, you can check out the links on the top of CelticsLife.com. We have a huge variety of shirts and hoodies in our store, and you can get tickets to the Celtics next game under that heading. You can find this special podcast um, on iTunes, Stitcher, Block Talk Radio, SoundCloud, and MixCloud. Um, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And as always, um, if you like this uh, mid-week uh, podcast and you would like to hear more of them, um, as opposed to just like one weekly podcast on Sundays as a general weekly review, let us know. Uh, we're toying with the idea of making this a permanent thing. You know, based on how the weeks play out, we can focus in on one or two topics and just talk about them for 20 minutes or so um but yeah let us know um comment section let us know how we did let us know what you want to hear and yeah hopefully the Celtics can beat the Warriors tonight that'll be a good game For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.